0: Welcome back to the What I Love About Men podcast. I'm your host, Steph, and today I want to talk to you about overcoming mental obstacles. Yeah. We all have those times in our lives when we set a goal, we really want to achieve it, and we really want it, and then there's just something that gets in the way, and it beats us up emotionally and mentally and holds us back physically, and it makes us get to the point of questioning whether or not we can even do it. Are we even capable? What are we really capable of? And that question has really been sticking with me lately. What am I capable of? As you guys know, I'm reading um, David Goggins, and you would only know this through my Instagram (laughs) because I'm always posting. I usually post what I read um, and Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. It's one of the books I'm reading. And what he often says in this chapter I'm on now is bringing up the question of what am I really capable of? This guy is an animal. He's a Navy SEAL. A uh, retired Navy SEAL, but just so animalistic and such a beast. Like he does some crazy shit in his life. And after listening to his story, after reading his story and understanding all the shit he's been through and what he can, what he pushes himself through chapter by chapter, it's just I'm sitting there in awe of. Holy shit! What am I capable of? Like if this guy can do all of this, I can do so much more than what I think I can do. And he proves it time and time again in the book by, by having these thoughts of doubting himself and then saying, no, fuck it. I can do this. Looking into the accountability mirror and saying, all right, like who the fuck are you? Are you who you want to be? And having that sense of getting real with himself. That's a main message of the book is just getting real with you because when you're real with who you are, then you're able to challenge your thoughts. You're able to ask yourself questions like, all right, I think I can't do this right now. Why? Why do I think I can't do it? Is this really true? Is that true? Can I not do it? Or am I just putting that self-limiting belief on myself? So I think that one question that he brings up over and over in this chapter, what am I capable of, is so, so important. I want you guys to ask yourself that now in your head. What are you truly capable of? Like, what can you potentially do but you hold yourself back from doing it? We all have that one thing we really want for ourselves, multiple things, right? But we all at least have one thing that we really want, that we really want to strive for, that we really would just make our fucking life. Like, would be insane if we had it. If we could do this, oh, holy shit! Like, that would be amazing. And then there's that voice that creeps in and says, you really think you could do that, huh? Like, what makes you think you can do that? Why, Why you? What makes you so great? And then little by little, this voice defeats us. And although it's coming from a place of safety and our brain trying to keep us safe and comfortable or our ego getting in the way, it's, we feed into that and we allow that voice to consume us unless we challenge it. So in order to overcome mental obstacles, we need to challenge our thoughts. When we have a thought, especially a negative thought, we have to challenge that negative thought and we have to seriously call it, call it out and it's bullshit, right? That's essentially what we're doing. What I'm talking about is calling out your own shit. When you have that little voice that says, "Oh no, like oh, maybe that's that's for other people, it's not for me." Why? Why is it for other people? Why is it not for me? Why do I think that? Is that true? Is it not for me? Who says? You know, who's in charge here? Because last time I checked, we're in control of our lives. We all have our own choices to make, and based upon the choices we make, that's what leads us to the life we live. So, if you want a specific thing for yourself, be sure to challenge your fucking thoughts and put yourself in that place of, okay, I just said I can't do it. Why did I say that? Why do I, why can't I do it? Is that true? Can I not do it? No, I could. It's possible. Okay. So then why am I fucking saying that? Tip number one, challenge your thoughts. Tip number two, have that question to keep in your mind. What am I capable of? What am I capable of? I'll tell you a a personal story that was pretty, pretty fucking amazing that happened yesterday. Guys, this is going to sound so silly, and it's, it's quite embarrassing to admit, but I, I have never ran a full mile in my life. I've never ran a full mile straight in my life. And since a child, I told myself I couldn't do it because I wasn't a runner. And I would go in gym class, and I'm not sure if this is what put a psychological block on me when I was in gym, and my class would run the mile, and I would be in the back with my friends. And one of my friends was very overweight. I was never overweight, but I did have a best friend who was overweight, and I did keep myself with my two best friends all the time. So what I'm thinking now, where this mental block was placed on me, was most likely at the time when I didn't want to leave my my two best friends, because I didn't have friends other than those two best friends. So for me to be running alone without my two best friends, or running along with girls who didn't talk to me, or didn't really like me in school, then that would feel like rejection. And I would... I would feel isolation, right? So I was better off being with my two close friends. So because my one friend was very overweight, she did not have the cardio endurance to keep up with at an average pace for kids who can run. And I put my, I held myself back with her because I was afraid of being rejected or isolated or ignored. So then it got to the point where I was in high school and then it got to the point of high, being in high school, and I remember telling myself, "Oh, the, I run the mile. I'm going to try to not come to class the day we run the mile." And I would try to avoid it, but they made us all run the mile. I think you had to make it up or something because I'm pretty sure I skipped class the day we were supposed to run the mile, and I um, and then I came back and then I had to run it anyway. So, <laughs> so I was terrified of running that mile because I'm like, my heart can't take it. You no, know, my lungs can't take it. I can't keep up. I'm going to fall behind. I'm just not a runner. I'm not a runner. I did that mile. It took me forever. I ended up walking most of it and I couldn't keep up because guess what? Whatever you tell your brain, your brain agrees. Whatever you tell the universe, the universe says yes. <laughs> I was just talking to my girlfriends about this. Like Whatever you put out there, whatever you focus on, most likely you're going to get back whatever that focus revolves around, right? So if I were to say, I can't run this mile and I'm I'm telling my physical body, you can't do it. How likely is my physical body going to be able to do it? Because words are powerful. So anyway, high school comes. I didn't run the, I ran the mile, but I walked most of it. So once again, I reassured myself, well, you're right. See, you're not a runner. You couldn't do it. See, I'm right. So reinforcing to my brain, okay, yeah, we're still not a runner. We can't do it. And the the brain and the body goes, okay, I guess we can't. Then I really got into fitness and health, right? And I was I was always embarrassed that I couldn't run a mile. And people would say, Oh, you want to go for a run? I'm like, I'm not a runner. I hate running. I'm not a runner. And saying that over and over, whenever I did try to run, like when I was by myself, I would get winded really quickly and I couldn't do it. Then I went through a phase of really trying to do a tough mutter, and I was looking up all these tough mutters. I really wanted to do the obstacle courses, but there's a lot of running that goes with tough mutters, right? After searching so many Tough mutters, I was saying, okay, well, I, have, I need to prep myself for the running. Like, I'm not even afraid of the obstacles as much as the running. Like, what do I have to do to get, prepare to run? I was looking at how long you have to run and how many miles it is between the, between the obstacles. And I just right away said, this isn't for me. Like, I'm not a runner. I can't do a Tough mutter. I'll never be able to do it. And I gave up on that dream. To do a Tough mutter. Literally, it was a dream for like two years. I really wanted to do a Tough mutter and prove my mental stamina and my, and my physical stamina. I just gave up on it because of that, that part of my identity that says, Steph, you're not a runner. You can't do that. You can't do what runners do. That's what runners do. You're not a runner. And up until this year, I have not gone out with the intention of running. You know, I'm not a runner. <laughs> I don't see that, right? And when I was setting my New Year's goals, I said, okay, I'm going to run a mile straight. One of my new year's goals is I'm going to run a mile straight and it might take me the whole year to train up to that point, but I'm going to fucking run a mile. And I set a goal like, and each month I'm going to run as far as I can. And I'm going to see how, how each month I, I improve a little bit. Like hopefully each month I'll, I'll improve and I'll be able to run the full mile or like eventually by December, I'll be able to run the full mile. So that was my intention going in with this goal and, and the process I wanted to have throughout the year. And then one of my girlfriends the other day was telling me, I, I wish I could run. Like my husband asked me to go on runs and I, I just can't run. I'm not a runner. And I said, I'm not a runner. Oh my God. I was like, we should totally run. And she was like, yes. So, <laughs> and you could tell like we both wanted to run, but it could be intimidating if you're going out with runners, right? So knowing that we both are not runners, <laughs> I'm not a runner, we decided to set a time aside to practice our running. And we said, okay, let's just go to the park. We'll go to the park every so often. Why don't we practice running so that we can run a mile? Like, let's try to challenge ourselves. We could do it together. You know, talking will make it easier to breathe, and we could get through this. We could cheer each other on, and then we could walk when we have to walk, and we won't feel embarrassed around each other. So so we're like, all right, fuck it. Let's do it. We planned last night, meet at 7 o'clock at the park, in the dark, to run our mile and like, attempt the mile. We were like, all right, we're not going to run a full mile, but let's just go attempt and see how far we can run without without getting winded or, like, our legs collapsing. Like, let's see what happens. And we're both super fit, by the way. Like, she's an incredible body, like, super strong. I'm pretty strong myself. So it I think it frustrated us both, too, that we're like, we're fit. We should be able to do this. This should not be hard. You know, so it was funny that we were both in the same ballpark and had the same challenge, but it was all mental. Before getting to the park, I was reading David Goggins. And one of the concepts he mentioned in this chapter I'm reading now which is another tip for you guys is to remember that we will only give the majority of the time. We will only give 40% when our body has 60% left, 60% more of power, 60% more of endurance, 60% more willpower, 60%. We have a remainder of 60% that we don't use. We give up before we even tap into that 60%. How fucking crazy is that? Like, we have so much mental power. We have so much we're capable of. We can do so much if we only were just willing and only pushed a little further beyond that comfort zone. Because when you push a little further, you end up in this different place of, wow, there's more opportunity here. And if you push a little further, you get in, you reach more opportunity. But it's that first discomfort place where you have to push beyond. It's the hardest part. And that's the part when most people feel like they're tapped out at 40 and you have a remaining 60 to really, that you can really take advantage of. And what was interesting was I was reading this right before I left to meet Elizabeth at the park. The story he was telling was how he ran 100 miles in less than 24 hours. I forget, I think he did it in 18 hours. He ran 100 miles. And he said towards the end of it, he was pissing blood. Um, He was shitting himself. His toenails were all Falling off, like he, this guy is insane. Like his guy puts his body through so much shit. Oh my god! Um, but it was just you could tell, like his whole body was just breaking. He was a zombie. He could hardly breathe. Like he was, he was just this place of almost tapping out, yet he still did not tap out, and he's on his hundredth mile, and I'm like, fuck, man, if this guy can run a hundred miles, piss himself, shit himself, and keep going, I can run one fucking mile, like, this is so easy, like, running a mile is so easy, and I was on the way to meet Elizabeth, and I was just in the car, and I said, Steph, You can run a mile with ease. This is fucking simple. Like, kids can do this shit. You can do this too. You can run multiple miles. And guess what? When you're running that mile, you're going to be laughing. And you're going to be talking to Elizabeth and having fun. You're going to have a smile on your face. It's not even going to be hard. You're not going to be in pain. Your body's going to feel really good. Your body's going to be in this place of like, thank you. I couldn't wait to run this mile. Like, we finally did it. It's going to feel amazing. You're going to do it. There's no fucking doubt in my mind that I won't run this mile. So let's go and this was literally my thought process and my physical like, pep talk on the way to the park and we get to the park and we're a little nervous we're stretching we're getting out an app that like tells us the distance <laughs> and we just start running and guys we ran two miles and we ran two miles straight and you know more of it was a jog it was more so a jog you know we went at a slow pace. But still, like I did not feel winded. I did not feel like I had to stop. I felt like I could run faster. And I felt like all of this time and all of these years, I've been telling myself, you can't do this, Steph. You're not a runner. You can't do this. When all I had to do was pep myself up. All I had to do was tell myself the opposite. All I had to do was challenge my thought and say, why can't you do it, Steph? Can you not do it? Is that true? Is that really true? You can't run a mile? How do you know? Is it really true? And turns out it wasn't fucking true, but I had to challenge that thought and it took me years, years of my life to challenge that thought, which is crazy because even up to this point, I've been in such this place of mental, mental building, you know, improving myself emotionally and physically and, and putting myself in the right mindset And even with me doing all of this work, I still have insecurities, guys, and I still have things that I fight for on a daily basis to overcome, and I still have, I still had this mild shit in the back of my head my entire life, my entire life, I didn't think I can run a mile because I told myself I couldn't. Instead of challenging my thought, I just, I just expected I just said, okay, well, whatever you tell yourself, you're going to believe. And over time, I started believing that to the point where I didn't even want to challenge it because it was just like, this is you. This is part of your identity. And that's what happens. Things become part of our identity when we attach ourselves so tightly to them. And that's what I did with this. I attached myself so tightly when in reality, all I was doing was trying to avoid isolation and avoid rejection and avoid abandonment. From when I was fucking eight years old running around in the gym parking lot doing the mile because I didn't want to end up in a place without my two best friends because I didn't have any other friends. So, (laughs) like, shit, man. Like, bringing all this to the surface and really just being aware of it and acknowledging it can allow you to remove those blocks and... And this is what I do with my clients because we all have blocks. We all have them. There's not one person that doesn't have an emotional block. The thing is, sometimes emotional blocks are are good and they're okay and they're, they're okay to keep us striving and pushing ourselves. Sometimes they hold us back from what we really want. And that's when they're damaging. That's when an emotional block needs to be removed. Because if there's something that's preventing you from doing something you know you want to do, or you know you're capable of, or it would make you a better person, it would make you a stronger person, make you more of a fighter, then that block needs to get the fuck away. Whew. And that's what I did last night. (laughs) I feel very accomplished. Me and Elizabeth hugged and we were like, holy shit, we did it. I mean, we didn't really run it, but we jogged it. Like, that's... To be honest, I still count that because I, I honestly, truly did not like, I mean, last night I thought I could just because I had to pet myself and I had to really acknowledge where I was in this place mentally. But like in hindsight, I didn't think we'd do it. (laughs) That's what I'm saying. Just because I programmed myself for so many years to believe I couldn't. And the last tip I want to talk to you that also comes from David Goggins is to use the cookie jar when it comes to running out of motivation. Or running out of something to push you forward, and this is how Goggins explains it. He's like, when I was a kid, my mom would allow me two cookies from the cookie jar. So you know, I put my hand in there and I would fish for cookies, and it would be a surprise to see which two I picked. It was that was like his place to tap into the, for that extra boost of satisfaction. It's kind of like the little reward, right? So if we're not motivated and we need to, we need to tap into something more, and we need to tap into that that sixty percent left then a good way to look at it is to reach for your cookies, your mental cookies. And these mental cookies can be described as accomplishments you've made in the past. Like going back to those feelings of when you did it, when you won, when you conquered, we all have that time in our life when we did something we did not expect to do. Like me for the running last night, right? That's going to be a memory I'm going to cherish because I'm going to remember, wait, all my life I thought I couldn't do that. And then in one night I fucking did it just because I told myself I could. And we all have moments like this. We all have moments of, okay, well, what about that one time when I did this? Like that was amazing. Like had, that made me feel like on top of the world and that made me feel powerful and capable and, and strong. And it's good to harness those feelings. And just as I talked to you guys about bringing out your dark side, right? I made a post on Instagram about using your dark side to trigger you, to motivate you and push you forward by remembering going back to that place of like, fuck everyone else. Like fuck everyone who says I can't, I can, I'm powerful. I'm the fucking best. And the like, going into To that deep rooted, dark, animalistic side, there's also the cookie jar side, which David Goggins is talking about, where it's like, let's just focus on my wins. What have I done in the past? And acknowledging that you've done amazing, incredible shit in the past can also propel you forward, can also make you believe, like, wait, I am the best because I did this. Like, I am incredible because look what I did here. And I didn't think I could do that, but I did it. And that felt amazing. Because when we bring that feeling back into our bodies, guys, it's more real. It's more real to our brain. It's more real to our physicality. And that's what makes us us. That's what builds our identity. When we attach body and mind and we have the same feeling body and mind and we stick with that, then we're we're more likely to stay focused on the things in our external world that match the identity we have to give out. Does that make sense? Like for instance if you also if you always tell yourself you can't do shit and you always hang your head low right you're always looking at the ground and your shoulders are always slumped and you're always feeling like a fucking loser and calling yourself names then, how likely are you to attract amazing things into your life by being that type of person? Holding on to that identity does not promote growth. Holding on that identity does not bring about relationships that are going to build you up or make you feel good. Because people who feel good and people who are confident don't want to hang around with a schlump who's talking shit all day to themselves. So, you're not going to attract the people you want to attract. You're not going to attract the environment you want to be in. And you're not going to attract what you essentially want in your life because you're not, you're not asking the universe for it by putting your body and mind in that place and sticking in that place with that verbal language. When in the opposite, if you, if you keep the feelings of I'm, I'm a success, I wanted this, I did this, I achieved these goals, I pushed myself to the limit and it worked. I have these amazing people in my life who believe in me and I believe in myself. When you have that attitude then that changes your physicality. That makes you stand taller and, and walk taller. That makes you smile more. That makes you laugh more. It makes you a more likable person. People want to be around you. And when people want to be around you, you have more opportunities in life, right? And when you have more opportunities, that in turn makes you want to grow mentally and and strategize more and think more about potential outcomes down the road in the future of what you, could, of what you can get yourself to do even beyond what you've already done. The way you think about yourself, the feelings you bring into your body, the way your physical body stands, and the verbiage you use on a daily basis to yourself and to other people matters a shit ton. It is everything. It is everything. So remember that when you have to pull out of that cookie, when you're in a place where you're feeling low and you feel like you can't do it and you feel like you're doubting yourself and you have fears around certain things, go into your mental cookie jar and take out two cookies. Take out two experiences where in the past you were a badass. In the past you knew what the fuck to do. You knew exactly what to do. You were decisive as hell. You took action. And guess what? You got it because you set the intention. You set the motives. You had had the energy to sustain it and do it and follow through with it. You were a man of your word. You followed through. And that's, that's what gets you success. That's what gets you to a place in life where you're like, fuck yeah, I deserve this. I did it. And it was because you harnessed that feeling. We do things based on feelings, guys. Feelings are so important. So, in order to overcome mental obstacles, bring back feelings of success that you've had in the past. Bring back feelings of gratitude that you've had in the past. If you don't feel gratitude today for some reason and you're having trouble getting gratitude into your life, think of a time when you were really grateful. Think of a memory that was really detailed, really specific. That just brings you back to this place of like, fuck, man, that was an amazing day. That was such an awesome experience. I want that to happen again. I wish I could hit rewind, right? We all have those experiences and those memories where we just want to hit rewind and play the day over. Bring that memory back on a daily basis. If you have to bring the same memory back every single morning just to elicit that feeling, then that's that's great. And that will do everything for you. Okay? So as a recap, woo. I'm getting really pumped. I'm also really hot because I'm in my car and it's hot as balls out. By the way, I feel, I feel so bad for you guys when you have balls in the summer heat. I don't know how that works. Anyway, um, <laughs> and girls are always like, oh my God, imagine having balls. That would suck. <laughs> I know you take pride in your balls. Anyway, I'm getting off track. All right. Tips to overcome mental obstacles. I want you to remember. All from David Goggins' book. So guys, pick up Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins. Get on Audible, read it on hardcover, buy the Kindle, read it. Just get it in your head, please. Because he's a tough motherfucker too. And if there's anyone, emulate based on a masculine role model, a strong role model, powerful, powerful person, he is so in tune with himself. He's so self-aware. And at the same time, he builds himself up. He does not tear himself down. So I think he's an excellent role model for all men. All right. So tips to overcome mental obstacles. Number one. Challenge your thoughts. Whenever you have a negative self-limiting belief, I want you to ask yourself, is this really true? So challenge the thought, challenge all of your thoughts all the time. Number two, ask yourself, what am I capable of? What am I capable of? Great question to ask yourself on a daily basis, especially when you're facing obstacles. Number three, remember that you will only use 40% of your mental capacity when it comes to pushing yourself. You have another 60% you have not yet tapped into. So always be aware of that. I actually thought of that on my run last night. I was like, dude, I didn't even reach 40 yet. Please. This is easy as fuck. So get in the habit of reminding yourself that you can push yourself so much further than you think. Number four, Dig into your mental cookie jar. When you feel like you can't push yourself any further, I want you to dig into the feelings of when you were a winner, when you succeeded. Dig into those memories. Go back to your past. Take a trip down memory lane and say, wait, okay, there was a time when I did this. I was a badass motherfucker. I did this. That was awesome. Can't believe I did it, but it happened. That was me. I did that. And this isn't, guys, this isn't in a sense, this isn't in a way to get cocky and start bragging to people that you're doing shit. Just this is for you. This is to harness that feeling and this is to use that feeling for the good. It's to use it to escalate you and move you forward and move you past all those those limiting beliefs and those obstacles, this will push you out of that comfort zone. It will push you past the 40% by taking these memories, harnessing that good feeling and using it to your advantage. So take those four tips today, guys. Use them because I want you guys to get out of the habit of self-sabotaging and I want you to get into the habit of building yourself up, placing yourself beyond what you think you're capable of because that's truly what you are capable of so much more than you think. Okay, guys, that is the episode. I hope you really enjoyed it and you got a lot out of this. I believe that my iTunes is now working in terms of rating and reviews. All of them got deleted from the past. So, guys, I would really appreciate, oh, my God, so much if you would leave this podcast a five-star rating, write a review. It would really help what I love about men grow and expand so that I I can reach as many men as possible. At the same time, I'm there to help you guys if you need to hop on a free call with me just to reassess in life where you are, where you want to be, and what's stopping you from getting there. So I'm always here for you. You can go to my Instagram at Steph Ganowski. I'll put it in the show notes or check out my website at sgdatingcoach.com. But feel free to click the link on my website or write in my bio on Instagram to apply to work with me for coaching, even if you want that free call. So that's it for today, guys. Have an amazing, wonderful day and I'll talk to you all soon. Bye.